the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to Bisberg. I'm your host, John Hall. Today, the program is sponsored by City Mission of Washington, Pennsylvania. You can look for City Mission online at citymission.org. With us right now is the president and the CEO of the City Mission, Dean Gartland. Dean, friend, welcome back. How are you on this day? Well, it's good to be here, John. Thank you for having me again. And it's, uh, you know, we, we're living in uncertain times, aren't we? Yes, we are. Strange days indeed, Dean. They truly are. And, you know, I greatly admire the work that you're doing because, you know, you're on the front lines. And uh, a lot of people have the, um, the luxury, I would say, of working from home. But uh, you and uh, all the staff and, of course, the clients that are at City Mission, you're there and you're face-to-face every day. So that presents its own unique forms of challenges. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But, you know, I I don't want to presuppose that anybody has any knowledge of what the City Mission is all about, your history, and the work that you do. So let's talk about that, Dean. Tell us the story of City Mission and, and your work in Washington, Pennsylvania. Well, the city mission has been around since 1941 and actually was uh, started by a local pastor slash businessman who had um, witnessed a uh, a gentleman being uh, put out of a local bar and put out on the street, and he just had a burden uh, for this gentleman, saying, you know, just really wishing that there was a place for someone like that to go uh, to get the kind get help so that. He didn't have to live like this. And so that kind of really was the birth of the city mission in Washington back in 1941. And it started off very small, but it has grown over the years, of course. And, uh, and today, uh, city mission uh, operates uh, four shelters. Uh, we have a shelter for homeless men, a shelter for uh, veterans uh, that uh, we uh, that's relatively new, uh, opened in uh, 2018, on our campus, a brand new facility. Uh, we have a shelter for uh, single women without children, and we also have a shelter for women with children. And so those four shelters um, usually stay full pretty much uh, during this uh, period of time. It's been a little bit challenging for uh, uh, some of these shelters because uh, where people are not moving <laughs> they're not there's no uh, uh transition of people uh, moving around we you know with the uh, uh moratorium on evictions a lot of uh, folks are still in their units whereas that uh, many folks who get evicted from their apartments uh end up coming to us so that's slowed down the process a little bit as well as uh, some of the treatment centers uh, that have folks that need to go somewhere and don't have a place to go, they usually send them to us. And um, and then, of course, the street homeless, so those are living out in the woods. And um, everybody's a little hesitant about going into any facility that has a, a, a congregating of people because of this, uh, of this virus. So sure. things are a little slow at the moment, but, they, uh, but we still have quite a number of people that uh, call City Mission home at night 
but we also have a medical clinic that uh, operates five days a week, and so everyone who comes to City Mission uh, is screened medically, and so and all of our medical services are free um, uh, to those uh, that are residing here at the mission, and uh, we also um, uh, operate a Samaritan, what we call Samaritan Center, which is free food bags uh, to areas uh, homeless and uh, low-income uh, folks that, that live in the Washington area so they can get uh, pantry food items, ba- uh, you know, bags of uh, food uh, that they can get every week and uh, to help supplement what they may not be able to purchase. Um, we also operate a, uh, a seven thrift stores as well as a distribution center, which is where we go out. We have trucks that go out and collect furniture and clothing and household items. And so we bring it to our distribution center where it's sorted, taken to our stores, and it's resold. And it's a way to be able to uh, help fund uh, our operations here at the mission. And so uh, it is uh, quite a undertaking. Uh, we do have a, a food service uh, here on, on site. So we do three meals a day uh, for our residents as well as those in the community. Um, again, uh, those are things that are free uh, to our community. And under this COVID uh, situation, uh, we really can't have people in our kitchen or in our dining area uh, from the outside. So we've been providing meals out the, through the back of our facility. Uh, people can still come, uh, breakfast, to lunch, dinner, and still get a clamshell of, of food that they'll be able to take with them. Um, and to make sure that they are getting uh, uh, fed every day. So it it is quite an operation every day. There's a lot of activity on the city mission on our campus. Um, but I am very pleased to say that, you know, we have implemented some real um, um, uh, precautionary measures to make sure that our staff and our residents stay safe uh, from this virus. And at this point, uh, all through the uh, – since since March uh, – there's been no uh, positive cases on our campus, and so for that, we're truly grateful. That sure is. Well, Dean, I mean, he described the day-to-day operation and all the different people that you serve and all the work that's being done. You personally, at, at the helm of all this, when your head hits the pillow, you either sleep like a baby because you're so exhausted, or you must stay up all night long because you're so anxious about what lies ahead. Well, it, 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 uh, I wish I could get that, a full night's sleep sometimes because that would be really <laughs> beneficial. Uh, I bet. <clears throat> but the the challenges that we're facing uh, through all this is has really taken you know does take its toll on uh, our staff and uh, every day that they come in. I mean, they our staff has families and so uh, they come here to work and you know there's always obviously a lot of concern anxiety around uh, these kinds of things. But the uh, um, but the assurance and, and, and that they have about, you know, we've taken all these steps to make sure that uh, people are staying safe. And we have mandatory, you know, masks that we have, everybody has to wear while they're on campus. They, they get their temperature ta- ta- taken when they show up for work. So before they go to their offices, they, uh, they have that taken. We, we marked everything down, what their temperatures are, turn it in, and we turn it into our medical uh, clinic. So we, we have taken a lot of steps to make sure that our residents are staying safe from this virus as well as our staff. 
and uh, we do have some volunteers on campus as well, and so they also have to follow the same protocols uh, as our staff are following. So we are um, really grateful uh, that we are in a place like like this where we can stay safe, and but it does challenge us uh, both from a financial perspective because uh, as we move forward, uh, there's many of the activities or events that we would have uh, that help support what we do. Uh, we've had to move into a whole different way of thinking about them um, from, you know, Thanksgiving, where, again, it's usually such a festive time here at the mission where we're able to, you know, just have uh, people come in off the street and uh, just really have a, a great uh, opportunity to serve them as well as to bring the gospel message uh, to them. Uh, this year, it, we have a real challenge with that since we are permitted to actually allow folks from the outside to, to be in our dining room, and uh, that's created a challenge for us uh, spiritually in terms of our ministry element uh, of really being able to minister the gospel to those on the outside. But we're getting creative in our thinking about how to make sure that that is happening because that uh, is our calling, uh, is to share Christ, and so we're uh, we're not forsaking that at, at all. Uh, keep everybody safe and preach the gospel. That's what we're doing. To that. Fabulous. Feed everybody, house everybody, keep everybody safe and preach the gospel. Dean Gartland is with us from City Mission. Well, look at City Mission online. Look at their website, the excellent work they do, and be part of this large army of people, those who are doing their very absolute best, stewards of Christ. CityMission.org is uh, on the web right now, CityMission.org, or you want to call 724 222 8530. That's 724 222 8530. As you hear Dean talk, yeah, there's a, a great need, obviously. Uh, volunteer hours, of course, that big muscle of the financial help because the work that's needed is fueled by a lot of money. They're not taking government money here. This is all self sustaining. So be part of this, citymission.org. Dean, I, I always love it because when you, you come and join us and we have these conversations, you bring a resident along, someone who's been through the process. And uh, today you've got someone uh, who's been with you for a while. Uh, yes, I've brought uh, Tim with me, and uh, Tim is uh, one of our residents in our veterans shelter. And so uh, Tim has quite a story that uh, he's anxious to share with you. Very nice. Hey, Tim, welcome to Bisburg. Happy that you're here with us today. No, uh, listen, as we get started, yeah, Tim, as we get started, why don't you tell us your story? I mean, I think that, you know, the story of a person and how they've lived their life and then what's happened to them and where they are now, always interesting to me. So um, welcome and uh, won't you join us and tell that story? Okay, thank you. Um, I came to the mission in, uh, initially in August of uh, 2018 after fracturing a hip while drunk. Uh, I developed a bone infection. I had to go back to rehab, physical rehab, for a few weeks. But I came here permanently in October of 2018. Um, I worked in a ancillary uh, education field uh, support for 20 years in the South Hill School District, and uh, family issues, uh, family member becoming sick, and then personal relationship issue. I succumbed to the call of alcohol and I really hit rock bottom and uh, said when I broke broke my hip in uh, July of uh, 18 I when I went to physical rehab I 
had nowhere to go from there, and I'd heard of the mission, and I requested uh, that I be able to come here. And uh, Doug Bush and uh, JT, they uh, facilitated uh, my coming here, and then from there I transitioned into the Crabtree Vets House. Fabulous. All right, so, Tim, talk us about, uh, t- about that. Uh, so your life, you know, uh, drinking. Uh, go back and tell that story. I mean, you know, what, was it always one of those things, you know, I mean, myself or a lot of people, right? It starts off as, you know, casual drinking, you get together and you have a few beers, but then it becomes something else. And you, you know, you become a functioning alcoholic, um, you know, things happen in your life is a direct result of that. Uh, and then sooner or later you find yourself uh, out on the street. I mean, it's kind of like the story that you just told, um, at the lowest, at the lowest, did you have any connection at all with God? I I was raised uh, Roman Catholic. I have 12 years of Catholic education. So I still, I mean, even to my lowest point, I still had contact. You know, I still had some faith. Otherwise, yeah. I don't think, I think I would have taken my own life. I get that but true. knowing that I still had that kernel of faith left in me and the trust that things would work out. And that's another reason why I wanted to come here to the mission, because it, it is a Christ-based facility. Right. And when you come here, it's, and I tell new guys come here, number one, this isn't a homeless shelter. It's so much more than that. This is a place to rebuild yourself, mind, body, and soul. And it really is if you let it, if you meet them, not even halfway, if you just set a foot in the door with a little bit of willingness, you can you can come so far. Okay, so now here you are. You you walk in the mission in 2018. Here it is, you know, 2020. Talk about your walk now. I mean, where are you? Uh, are you sober? What about your relationship with Christ? All those things together. I haven't had a uh, drop of alcohol since July 6th of 2018. And I think God laid his hand on me the night I broke my hip. I've had no desire. And that I really, my relationship with the Lord is... It has really become a lot stronger. I'm, I no longer worry, because I I've given myself over. I know it might not be my will; it's going to be His will, but it's going to work out for the best. Fabulous. You know. Uh, so, what do you think I, about the future, Tim? I would. I have. The other thing I learned is I don't need much. I have no real material desires. So I look forward to being able to give back, give back to the mission in some capacity. I mean, I've been working up the past two years in the custodial department, and hopefully I'll be able to maintain some sort of you know relationship with the mission in that you know in that respect. Right. Um, he said, "I'm at my age. I'm not planning a family or anything. I have no family locally, and this is basically my family now." Right. So the good news is you want to stay close. You're sober. Uh, at some point, you, you leave the mission and you get yourself an apartment or a house and you're out and uh, self-sustaining once again. Oh, yes, that's the ultimate goal. <clears throat> that's, that's the goal, not only the Veterans House, but the uh, mission as a whole, to enable people to heal and then transition back into society, independent living. 
Hey, this is Bisberg. I'm John Hall. Thanks for coming along today. We're talking with people from City Mission. Dean Gartland has been with us. We're talking to a resident of the mission, Tim, who's telling his story of experience, strength, and hope. So, Tim, uh, talk for a second about the the Vets House, because as Dean said, this is a a fairly new creation. It's got to be interesting to be surrounded by other men who have, you know, so much in common as you've served our country and have found themselves in a precarious situation. So you lean on each other in a way. Absolutely, we do. It's a 22-bed facility, and the reason they chose 22 beds is um, an average of 22 veterans commit suicide daily. And uh, we have uh, two floors, two residential floors. The clinic, medical clinic is in the first floor, and there's uh, 11 beds on each floor. We have a four-bed quad where the veterans initially come into and they transition into a private room. We have seven private rooms on each floor. Each floor has a living area, kitchenette, flat screen TV, have a laundry that's available free of charge. We're responsible for our own laundry. We have a shower facility. Uh, We have our med lockers and we also have responsibilities as well, you know, maintaining the place in a tidy orderly fashion as well as our living areas and it's it's really great we have uh we have classes twice a week uh pastor lance whitlock actually we have a class with him this afternoon at one which is a bible study we finished just finished a study in the uh story of joseph nice well tim i mean it's got to be something to to look at yourself in the mirror now right i mean you're a new creation uh self-respect is back. You've got a relationship with Jesus. You're on a, a different path than you were just a few years ago. Absolutely. Um, when you give yourself give yourself up to the Lord, it's it opens so many new doors. And when you realize that anything that you achieve is done through His grace, mm-hmm. you know, you the first first thing you have to do is have humility. To me, pride is the deadliest sin. And when you think that you do something on your own, <laughs> that's when you're going to really fall on your face. You know, when you basically, when you're in any sort of uh, substance abuse, you've, you're war- worshiping a false idol. You know, and like I said, I've been able to heal, heal mind, body, and soul. My faith is so much stronger now. Fabulous. Well, Tim, it's been a pleasure for me to hear your story, and I appreciate uh, the courage for you to come on the radio and talk about this, to, to share your experience experience and strength and hope with other people. So my, my goal always is, as we talk like this, there are people who are like-minded, who are alcoholics or addicts who are out there, and hopefully by hearing your story, they themselves are encouraged to make proper changes and to come to Christ and rid themselves of their addictive lifestyle. So Thanks so much, Tim. I really appreciate to, to hear that story. Okay, thank you for having me. My Take pleasure. Care. God bless. Here's Tim. God bless you. He's a resident right now at the City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. So as you hear the story, if it's you or someone you love who is wrapped up in the snare of addiction or alcoholism, I'd encourage you to check out City Mission. Look for them online at citymission.org or by calling 724 222 
8530. I mean, it's different. Certainly, we, uh, we appreciate all the different ministries or all the different homeless ministries that are out there. But there is something that's really unique about City Mission and the way that they minister to, to men and women, primarily through Christ, in Christ, that changes the heart and mind forever. Dean Gartland's back with us. Dean, I mean, again, you hear that story. You're doing something right. So those sleepless nights, all that busy time, you see how God is moving through you and through the work that the mission does. Well, and that's and that is what the the whole reason why we're here, and this whole reason why God has called this ministry into existence is that uh, people not only need food and shelter, which is primary, obviously, to uh, their healing. Uh, but they need the spiritual food. They need to be uh, fed spiritually. They need, a, they need a life-changing experience. And so here at the City Mission, this is one of the things that we really uh, try to provide an, an environment where people can come in. Uh, we don't, uh, you know, shove it down their throat, but the, uh, you know, as, as some, some people say, but uh, we present an opportunity for people men and women to really examine their own spiritual life, uh, to be able to take a look in the mirror and say, what, what have I done? And, and how, how does my life, how can my life be different? And so we give them that opportunity to come to know Christ in a very personal and real way. And, uh, and then when you, and when they make those commitments and when they make that decision to follow Jesus and, and they start reading, uh, his word and they start uh, applying his word to their lives, I mean, a whole new life begins to 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 transition for them, and they, I hear story after story after story where people come in and say, Dean, you know, if, uh, this place is so different than where I ever any other rehab that I've been in or any other place that I've gone. Uh, there's something to- totally different here, and uh, and when I made a decision to follow Christ, my life, things just started changing for me, and so. That is what keeps me going. That's what wakes me up in the morning and allows me to uh, come into the city mission and 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 put forth my best uh, my best effort to make sure the city mission is uh, funded and and equipped uh, to be able to carry out this ministry. Fabulous. Okay, Dean. So you you bring up a key word here, which I'm glad you said, funding. Right, uh, the funding of the work that's being done. Now, what's unique about you is, you know, for many years, you know, people think, well, the government's going to take care of you. They'll write you a check. Well, you don't go that route. You know, you exist solely on people stepping forward in the neighborhood or across the, the radio audience or whatnot, being part of the work that City Mission does. Now, I, I know that, you know, in this COVID era that we're in, the biggest event of your year, which is Sweet Sunday, uh, that's probably not going to happen. You're probably going to do some sort of virtual work. So here we are, you know, towards the end of the year, and, you know, you're thinking about people perhaps giving, looking at their taxes and whatnot. Uh, you know that there are people who hear the call and are generous and kind with Christ in the middle. So can you just talk about that and make the appeal that someone's out there, more than just one person, multiple people who could have something to help equip and engage alcoholics and addicts, whether they're men or women or people in families, and the work that City Mission does? Well, yeah, this is a uh, obviously a critical time uh, for, well, many nonprofits, but for the City Mission, uh, this is just a, a, a time with we are, where we're kind of stuck. <laughs> we, we can't really do a lot of events like we uh, would do and because of this uh, um, virus. And so having very limited 
uh, activities or events outside of the mission where we can actually draw people, uh, donors, to be able to see what we do uh, and engage in what we're doing. Uh, it's created a whole different kind of approach for us. And so uh, we are kind of depending on those who have given in the past. We're depending on those who may be new and uh, not sure uh, uh, about where to put their uh, their philanthropy dollars. And so we are appealing to them to please consider uh, the city mission and their giving as a as we move in through uh, these holiday seasons and, and through the end of this year, because this is what we really need to happen in order for us to be prepared for 2021. And uh, so we got to have a very, very strong um, uh, fundraising uh, during the November, December uh, time frame in order to make sure that we're ready to go into this next year uh, healthier, uh, both physically as well as uh, financially, to be able to make sure that this mission uh, is uh, prepared to be able to meet the challenges of, of the new of the new year. Fabulous. So, as you hear Dean Cartland, the president, the CEO of the City Mission, and you think, wait a second, uh, I can do something here. Uh, if you can open up your checkbook and think about those men and women who are suffering right now and be part of this ministry, we'd encourage you to check out City Mission online at citymission.org or directly. You want to talk to Dean, I'm sure that that phone is right there. He's willing to talk to whomever about whatever, especially the health and vitality of the residents in City Mission and the ministry itself. So ministry online, citymission.org, or by calling City Mission at 724 722-8530, 722-8530. Dean, friend, always a great pleasure. God bless you and all the efforts that you do to help those people who are on the margins of society. It's uh, it's God's work that you're doing. So I, I greatly uh, encourage that and uh, appreciate your time here with us. Well, thank you, John. It's my pleasure to be here. And uh, uh, hopefully we uh, people will uh, listen to the program and give us a call. Very good. Go to your phone, 724-222-8530, online at citymission.org. This has been Bisberg. Always, it's a great pleasure. We'll see you next time.